Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. So even if you feel hunted down, don't give up. There's a great Bible preacher that is now in heaven. He started a school called Bob Jones University. Bob Jones Sr. said this, The door of opportunity swings on the hinges of opposition. And I like that. So if you want to put this on your paper, there's two ways to look at it. When you have opposition in your life, then I want you to know that God gives you an opportunity to shine for the Lord Jesus Christ. So think about what's coming against you right now, and it gives you an opportunity now to stand on your integrity in Christ, your Christian ethics, your Christian morals. You stand on Christ. So every opposition gives you another opportunity to show the contrast of what the world would do when something comes against them. Now let me flip it, all right? Another way to look at it is this, that every time you have a wonderful opportunity, I want you to know that Satan and all of his world will be unleashed against you to bring opposition. So while opposition will give you an opportunity, opportunity then can also give you opposition. So know that whenever you're facing the Lord on this, He wants to come to you and really bless you. One of the uh, early times that I felt opposition, not satanic attack so much, but just a little bit of opposition, I was learning about how God operated and He started early in my life. I was a young man and I wanted to go on radio. And I had no money. I had no, really know how to do this. I came from a, a family that was really not into any technology at all. I'm kind of the, I'm kind of, I'm the black sheep of our family, so to speak. And so as a young Christian, I said, I'd love to go on radio. So I studied everything of what equipment, what I really need, and how to do it so I could produce a radio program. I wanted it to be five minutes a day, five days a week, and that little five-minute vignette be able to teach Christians on Christian radio how to share the simple gospel to other people. I went to my... Went to my dad, and I was so excited because the Bible says, go to your dad for advice when you want to make decisions. It talks about being under authority. And so I went to my dad, and I said, Dad, guess what? I researched this. This is the kind of uh, recording system I needed. This is the kind of microphone. This is the kind of mixer. And look at Dad. This is what I should get. And he said, no, son. He said, I don't think you should buy all of that with your money. I said, what do you mean? He said, wait until you have all your money. Then go buy it when you have enough to do it, to get on the air. And I said, Dad, I just barely have enough for this equipment right here. He says, and my dad was a wise man. He said, you asked me for advice. I love you. I'll give you the advice one time. It's not going to change. And so no use talking about it. And so that was the end of the discussion. So I said, okay, the Bible says submit to authority, honor your mother and father. I said, I'm going to honor my mother and father. They're right. I'll go ahead and back off. But inside I'm saying, my dad doesn't know. This is the great, I got to get this stuff. It might not be here the next time. One month later, the trade magazine came to me. That very same recording system that I wanted to buy went on sale at half price. So I went to my dad and I said, Dad, I want to thank the Lord that I listened to you. And now look at this, Dad. Look what you did. I, I can get this at half price and now I should get it. He said, no, not until you have all the money for all the equipment. Remember, that was the advice I gave you. And I said, but Dad, 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 look what the Lord did. He cut it in half. Now, truly in my heart, I am now having inner tension. My dad now, who I love very much, who I know loves me, turned to be my greatest opposition to what I wanted to do for my goal. Are you tracking with me? Because I started the sermon by telling you I'm goal-oriented, okay? And so I'm trying to get to that goal. However, there was a governor in my life called the Holy Spirit that reminded me that I still need to honor my dad. 
I need to honor those that have the rule over me. So I felt very much persecuted. And so I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, what should I do? And all I could say is that I can't say there was any voice or maybe there's a prompting, but it just said, honor your mother and father so that things will go well with you. So I backed off on that whole deal. I moved from one state to another state. I moved to San Antonio, Texas. Carol and I did. I got our house set up. As soon as I got our house going, I went to the local radio station there and I said, I have this dream. Sounds like somebody else I know. And I said, I have this dream. I would love to get on Christian radio. And I'd like to know, would there even be an interest for you at this Christian station to have a five-minute-a-day program, five, five days a week, and calling it Make It Clear? Those of you, we do have the name now. Make It Clear. So I said, I'd like to do that. The guy then stood up from behind his desk, and he said, I have never heard of any show in all of Christian radio that was designed to be five minutes. They're 30 minutes. They're an hour. They might be 15. And none on how to help Christians to share their faith and give the gospel to other people. And he put his head down, and I thought, oh, my goodness, now this is coming against me. I can't even convince him. And he looked up at me, and he said, this program is so cool. He says, do you have any equipment? And I said, I would have, but uh, I honored my dad. I said, I don't have any. He said, you don't need any. I'm going to give you the key to our radio station. And to give you the key to the radio station, I'm going to give you the key to this entire high-rise office building so you can get in anytime you want, use all of our equipment, which is like hundreds of thousands of dollars, produce your own program absolutely free. We'll put you on the radio as often as we can, no charge at all. Now, what I'm basically saying is this. Sometimes opposition will come from those enemies that you know are enemies. They're enemies of God. They're enemies of the gospel. They're enemies of Christian values. But sometimes we will translate people who just oppose us and what we think is right. And we think now that they are enemies when often God is using them to build character in our life to bring glory unto him. So can you for just a moment allow God to bring those enemies into your life, those opposers into your life, and to see what he wants to do so that you could see a miracle happen? And now I'm nobody special. I'm just one little tiny voice in the wilderness crying out with this truth. If you need to have it really substantiated, look at the wonderful Bible characters in the Old Testament who faced incredible opposition, but they were never forsaken by the Lord. And when the Lord did a miracle in their life, character was built, faith in their life, and glory was given to him. And if you say, where do I begin? I don't even know what story should I use. Go back to the New Testament then and read Hebrews chapter 11, and you're going to see a litany of one illustration after another that is illustrating and validating the very point that I'm making here that's coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8, which is simply, we're persecuted, people will hunt us down, but we're not going to be forsaken. And I hope you know that. And some of you might be wondering, well, how's your relationship with your dad? I love my dad. That relationship only made it stronger because now my dad could hug, we can hug one another and say, I'm so glad I listened to you. And my dad at the time, he's now in heaven. He sure liked to remind me of that, though, I have to tell you. Let me read it to you now. Another verse in another version. It goes like this. A wide door for the effective work has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. So let me bring this to you before I go a little bit further here and get to the next point. If you are being opposed right now, the first question you might ask yourself is this. What I want to do, is this really what God wants me to do? Is what I want to do going to be done with the right motive in my heart? Is it for selfish reasons? Is there greed involved? Is there pride involved? 
Or am I doing it to bring glory to the Lord and I can die to this stuff? And once you sense this is from the Lord, it is for the Lord, and your heart is pure no matter what happens, then you move ahead knowing that you will have opposition from whatever that might be. But at the same time, know that that opposition is not necessarily from humans, but it's, watch this now, watch carefully. It is Satan who is allowing these people to come against you when it's really not even Satan coming against you. It is Satan coming against what God wants to be, what God wants done to bring glory unto himself. So there's a battle in the unseen world. We just happen to be, so to speak, victims of it. The good news is God will never forsake us when that happens. Most of you know that Matthew chapter 28 says that we're to bring the gospel throughout the entire world. A lot of people don't want us to do that. But there's a bookend with all of this. There's a beginning principle and an end principle. And it goes like this. Jesus says, all authority is given unto me. And then he tells us what to do. And then he ends and he says, and lo, I will be with you to the end of the age. So he says, all authority is given to me. You go do the job and I won't leave you. So let me give you a couple things. Maybe right now you feel like you are a victim of bullies in your life. I don't know what bullies it might be, family members, neighbors, people at work, bullies in your life. How would you feel if Paul Bunyan was a real person and Paul Bunyan came alongside you? And if you remember Paul Bunyan, he was that great lumberjack, arms that are 10 feet long and limbs that were the size of tree trunks and ruddy cheeks and a big smile and a steel chest. And he stood there with his big heavy axe and he says, Don't worry about it. There may be bullies out there, but I'm here to protect you. Fear not. Now, if I had somebody like that, I'd be a little cocky myself. Don't worry about it. Paul, go get him, you know? Now, maybe that's a stupid little illustration because you're not facing bullies. But maybe what you are facing is the recession and the financial issues that are coming against you. Maybe you're sensing, I'm not getting paid enough. Cost of living is going up on the island. I'm not getting the sales, I'm not getting the bonuses, I'm not getting the raises. I am getting bills for broken water heaters, cars that are breaking down, health, etc. Well, how would you like to have maybe a Donald Trump come into your life and say, I'm one of the richest men on this earth, and I want you to know whatever you're going through right now, don't worry about it. I'll make your play for you. You need some money, I'll write a check. You need some help to buy that, I'll take care of that. I'll be in your life for a long time. How would that feel if you had a sugar daddy in your life that would take care of you? That'd make you feel pretty good. Now watch what I'm about to say. The Lord Jesus Christ is more powerful than a Paul Bunyan. And the Lord Jesus Christ is richer than a Donald Trump. And wherever God guides, God will provide. Where God leads, God will feed. And so don't ever worry about it. All authority is given unto the Lord. You obey the Lord, and the Lord says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so you can boldly say, here's the glory going back, you can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What are you going through right now? Would you absolutely give it to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you to protect me. Lord, I need you to provide for me. And so, Lord, I'm going to give this back to you. I will own my part of responsibility, but I'm going to give you this project. Can you do that right now? I I hope that you could. Because it's not all about us. It is all about Jesus. Let me finish up with one more point, And that is, no matter how hard it hits, we will not be destroyed. Hard hits will not destroy us. We could be struck down, but not destroyed. 
That's where J.B. Phillips comes back and he says, we may be knocked down, but we're never going to be knocked out. Now, what is a, what we might call a knockdown? That would be a crisis in our life. That would be something that would be huge. Now, most of us will have moderate problems, moderate troubles. Here's a moderate trouble for you. It could be a fender bender. I don't mean a raging wreck, but a fender bender. It could be a sick child. Some of you might have a prickly neighbor. It could be when the power goes off in your community for a few hours and you can't work on the computer, you can't get all your programs recorded on your DVR. Those are moderate problems in your life. But what happens when it begins to rain and the rain turns into a storm and the storm turns into a hurricane and the hurricane turns into the hurricane of the century like Aniki did when it hit Kauai and it hit our island here? What would it be like that? What happens when something small happens and it escalates? This past week, I've been following the saga of a pastor in the Tampa Bay area. I got emails. I saw it on the Internet. And here's what happened one week ago today, probably exactly to the day to the time, one week ago on Sunday. The service was over. They're all milling around just like we do here. Fellowshipping was going on. And all of a sudden, there was a bang! Just like that. I got your attention. What had happened was a man in the church took two young men into the church, not boys, but guys that are in their early 20s. They went inside of a janitor's closet. The man was showing the other two gentlemen who wanted to purchase a gun. He took out the magazine, but he didn't remember to remove the bullet in the chamber. In the course of that, the gun went off. The gun exploded. The bullet went through one wall, went through another wall, and crashed into the skull of the pastor's daughter, 20 years old. The boy in the room was the girl's fiancé. Knocked down, but not knocked out. Now that's what this means when we're hit so hard, it is so sudden, it is so big, it's not a moderate problem. That young lady was beautiful and she hung on to life for the entire week. The father was claiming that this was nothing but an accident. Keep your focus on the Lord. The child began in God's mind before our daughter was in, her, in the mother's womb. And then last night, Hannah Grace Kelly went home to be with the Lord. So I have to tell you that when you're hit with these kinds of things, how will you react? Mike Tyson said everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> Everyone has a plan until it kind of catches them totally off guard. Sometimes we think what's happened to others won't happen to us. One in four of you men are going to get prostate cancer. One in three of you ladies are going to get breast cancer. You might not have it now. The statistics are out there. I'm not to be morbid and I don't want to speak a word to Satan. But at the same time, we live in a real world. And so God says, when this happens, it gives us a longing for heaven. It lets us know the brevity of life. And watch this. I love this. I love this. It gives us to show to the world authentic Christianity. What I'm about to tell you is so huge. We spend so much time learning apologetics of why we know the Bible's inspired. We know it historically, scientifically. We know it archaeologically. We know it prophetically. We know all about the Bible. And we, can, we, can, we can debate it. We can go to the languages. We can stand in all these universities and go up against the atheists. But I'm going to tell you, the greatest apologetic to the world is not how we can merely answer all these facts. It's when the world is watching us, when the world now comes against us and we have an opportunity to be different. 
And we are. We handle crisis, not Pollyanna, but we handle them differently than the world. That is the most genuine, the most powerful apologetics of the authenticity of Scripture when we go through what the world goes through, but we handle it differently. Everybody can sing a song in the sunlight. It's when you sing a song at night that the world listens. And so maybe right now you're at the night of your life, and I don't know what it might be, but will you now be filled with the fullness of God and sing this song unto Him and show them the difference in the world? And that makes all the difference for what God has for you and me. Well, I want to bring this to a close, and I'll end with this. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, then I'd like to to present before you Jesus Christ, and I'd like you to run to Christ right now. And here's why. Well, here it is. Jesus Christ Himself was knocked down. He was knocked down in the garden when His own guys fell asleep while He prayed. He was knocked down when he was led away and the guys fled. He was knocked down when he was essentially brutalized at a kangaroo court. He was knocked down when he had all these thorns on his head. He was knocked down when he was spit upon. He was knocked down when they beat him. He was knocked down when they whipped him. He was knocked down when they put on that cloak. He was knocked down when that cloak then dried on his back and they ripped it off and opened up the wounds again. He was knocked down when he was put up on the cross with those terrible spikes. He was knocked down when he had to try to stay awake on the cross, rubbing his back up and down. He was knocked down when the whole world was betting now for his garments. He was knocked down, but eventually he was not docked out because he resurrected again. And Jesus Christ did that because he knows that you will go through all sorts of stuff in your life and you can be knocked down, but you don't have to be knocked out. The difference is, you trust Christ as your Savior, you will then die with Christ, so to speak, but you'll also come back to life with Christ when you place your faith alone in Him. If not, no matter how good this world is to you, you will die a death and spend eternity in a horrible place separated from Him. So I urge you to run to the cross. And you say, what do you mean run to the cross? Simply admit to the Lord, Lord, I'm a sinner. I deserve a lot of this stuff that's happened to me right now. And Lord, I want to be in your forever family. And so, Lord, I am placing my faith alone in you for the full forgiveness of my sin. Place your faith in Him. Now, if you haven't done that, please do that because you will be knocked down. And your knockdown may not be now because you're strong and virile and healthy, but that knockdown could happen right at the end of your life. And you might say, okay, I'll wait until then and then I'll run to the cross. I'm just thinking about that poor lady that was on the back of a Harley Davidson on the North Shore with her brand new husband on her honeymoon and the husband loses control. She slides along the guardrail. She died at the scene pretty much. She had no moment to be able to trust Christ. We don't know when that moment of life ends. Please trust Christ. Now, for those of you that know Christ as your Savior... There's a whole teaching in Scripture called the resurrected life. And for you, I'd like to remind you that you will be knocked down. We all will. Probably there's more potential for Christians to be knocked down because I don't think the victorious, abundant life is being health and wealth necessarily. I think the abundant Christian life is to have peace and stability and joy in your heart when all hell is breaking loose. And you could be an object lesson of God's grace and apologetics to a world so you could show authentic Christianity. When that happens, the only way you can do that is not through spiritual platitudes and all these different poems you put up on the wall of your house. It's running to the cross and you identifying with Christ. And remember, I died with Christ 
So no matter what they did to Christ, they could do it to me because I am now hid in Christ. And just like he rose from the dead, I have the resurrected life now. So it doesn't matter what I go through now because this is just one day. I have all eternity to spend with him. In fact, for a Christian, this is our hell. This is the worst it gets because we have heaven. And for those that don't know Christ as heaven, as, as Savior, this is your heaven because it gets a lot worse after this. So I hope that you would run to Christ. So if I could have retitled this message, it would have been the abundant Christian life. And how is that? You could be knocked down, but not knocked out. Let's pray, shall we? What a golden opportunity the Lord is going to give you this week to model this passage of Scripture in your life. I'm going to tell you that there are a lot of little things you can do that will give you some encouragement, a lot of little phrases, a lot of pithy Christian terms and cliches. But I can tell you all of those pithy little statements would probably be nothing more than something small that will not sustain you. But if you allow the Lord to give you a brand new life in Christ, I'm going to tell you that whatever you go through now, you may be knocked down, but you won't be knocked out. It might rattle you. You might kind of go up against the ropes. But you won't be knocked out because you are in Christ. And those four principles that are found in just one verse of the Bible are on the level of God's promise that this will happen, but this won't happen. And so I hope that you would stand on that, that pressures will come, but it will not defeat you. They will not defeat you. Confusion may come, but they won't discourage you. Opposition will come, but they won't deter you. When you go through those very, very tough times, when you feel like everything is breaking loose in you and you're hit the hardest, it will not destroy you. But you've got to know Christ as your Savior. And once you trust Christ as your Savior, you now have the potential to stand with these promises. So would you now, whatever you're going through at this particular point, would you, the very first thing you do is to say, Lord, I want to be in your forever family so that I could look to you not only as my Savior, but also my Father and my Lord. So I come to you now, Lord, I'm a sinner, and I want to thank you for your forgiveness of sin and that I could be in that family forever. It's not by works of righteousness, it's only by faith. So with heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around, would there be anyone in here that would say, Pastor, I, I, I want to make sure that even if I do get knocked down, I'll never be knocked out. I want to know that even if I go through tough times in this earth, that I have the positive assurance that I'm going to be in heaven forever and ever. And so, Pastor, right now, I'm trusting Christ as my Savior and on the authority of His Word, I'm letting you know that I'm born again, that I have Christ as my Savior and I'm heaven bound. And I'd like for you to remember me in prayer now. I'm not going to have you come forward, not going to have you stand up, but is there anyone here today that would like to have me pray for you? And with heads bowed, eyes closed, slip up your hand because you're trusting Christ as your Savior. Is there anyone at all? Would you slip up your hand, put it down? Today's the day you're trusting Christ. All right, Christians, how many of you are going through some tough times right now? And you might feel like you're knocked down, but you want to just let me know that you're rejoicing because you are re-strengthened today and that you know you're not going to be knocked out. And that today's message is one that helped you to get refocused as you face your job on Tuesday or, or you're having to go back to school and face some real opposition there. Maybe you're going to go to a family reunion or maybe it's an issue in a team, on a team or in a club or on the job or in your business or in your neighborhood. And you feel like this is coming against you. But today God spoke to you through his word and you can hold up your head high and know that you're on the winning side and you've got hope. And you're celebrating in the power of God right now so that you could be a witness to them with that separated life unto Him.
And you'd like for me to pray for you because you're going to step out on the promises of God and be strong in Him and your faith. How many of you would like to have prayer? Would you slip up your hand? Oh, many hands, many hands. Now, Father, I know that me merely praying for these folks won't always give them that. This is something that is in Scripture that they have to abide in themselves and allow Your Word to abide in them. But, Father, I wanted to give these people that I love so much the hope that when they face those times of those late-night phone calls or when they go into work not expecting to get a pink slip or they end up coming home from work and find a note on their refrigerator door that their maid is leaving them. Or they wake up in the morning and find that their teenager hasn't come home at night. That they are not alone. That you will never forsake them. That now is the opportunity for them to demonstrate authentic Christianity. And so Lord, help us to hold up our head high. We will not deny the pain that comes from being knocked down. But we will not own that negative feeling of total defeat as if we've been knocked out because we're not. So, Father, as we go out these doors and into this world and we drive and walk and live on this island, may this island see a handful of people that are different because of your word. Now, Father, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the Word of God with clarity into every person's world. It is the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible. You can provide your tax-deductible gift to Make It Clear online by going to makeitclear.org or you can mail your gift to Make It Clear, P.O. Box 607-901, Orlando, Florida, 32860. Thank you for helping us make it clear. If you would like to have Dr. Pond speak at your church or event, please send us an email at tellmemore at makeitclear.org. Thank you, and remember to make it clear. Oh, 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 oh,